Good morning. It is Friday. It is hour three here on the KCO Day Radio, who is out there in beautiful Buncombe County. Uh, you guys have a fun little event called uh, Call to Action Defund the Asheville PD or We Harass Tourists. That's yes. a rather long name. What is going on, sir? <laughs> I'm doing well. You pretty much summed it up. We're going to go harass tourists uh, for having the temerity to show up in downtown Asheville. Well, hold on, hold on, Pete. Your phone was so good until I just picked you back up. Did you move? Did I move? Did you migrate elsewhere? I did not. No, sir. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll... that is weird because I was just talking to you off the air and it sounded fine. So, yeah, I don't, so, um, yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay. All right. Well, now you sound a little clearer. So go right ahead. All right. So the uh, yeah. So you got a call to action from Defund AVLPD Asheville PD, and they're going to protest. This is from their flyer. They're going to protest uh, funding of the Asheville Police Department by the city of Asheville by disrupting downtown tourism because they say this is directly from the flyer. Tourism and police violence are closely connected. Tourism is the economic engine enriching a few at the expense of the rest of us. It creates unsafe workplaces, furthers gentrification and displacement. It has taken our city center from us, which kind of sounds like ownership of property, which these folks generally are not on board with, and uh, worsens the spread of COVID, they say. And so they, okay. uh, they're calling out hotels for their harm. Police have clearly demonstrated a willingness to use violence against the people to protect the tourism infrastructure, which I think means the city center, which they just said was theirs that got taken from them. So I'm not really clear, but uh, I, I don't know. Consistency has never been their strong suit. So they, they say they're going to, um, uh, they're calling out all of their brothers and sisters uh, for Saturday afternoon around 7 p.m. So just as the sun goes down so it can turn you know, the 7% not largely peaceful. Candlelight and then, vigil, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, gather your crew, be creative, be disruptive, print and distribute some flyers in hotels, restaurants, on the streets, or choose your own adventure. Now, does that mean, is that a hearkening back to that book series from when I was a kid, or right. does that mean burn stuff? Uh why, why limit it to just those two options when you can do both, That's Casey? Fair. Yeah, yeah. So get some quicksand involved; it'll feel right. Right now, to um, to say to sane yeah. people, they may be wondering what the heck does hotels have to do with defunding the police? Well, that was going to be my question. There you yeah, go. Why are hotels now equal to violence? Right. Please help me. Everything is intersectional in the leftist political monoculture that is Asheville, right? Which is how you get these Marxist revolutionary LARPers targeting tourists in an effort to defund the cops. It's all due to racism. There was, uh, it's actually pretty ironic. There's a former city councilman here named Mark Cates. He's been combing through the social media profiles of a lot of these people that are supporting the call to action, and he's posted dozens of screenshots of these very people on vacation in various places oh. around the world. Well, were they on vacation or were they on a mission of wokeness somewhere? Were they, you know what I'm saying? Where they're they're traveling to help uh, somebody they feel is subjugated, so they go and they riot maybe in Portland for a few days. Fair or point. When I was at Zuccotti Park and I was talking to a bunch of people and I realized they were all from Asheville, <laughs> right back in the day. So, well, fair point. But these folks are wearing bikinis on beaches, so ah. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, maybe. Um, honestly, though, the anti-tourism mentality here is not really new, and that's probably surprising to a lot of folks who visit Asheville. They're not aware of this, but for years, the Asheville City Council and the leftists that elect them have, bl have been blaming tourists and the tourist industry 
for basically every local problem, like lack of affordable housing. It's not like the heaping pile of city regulations that make it hard to build more houses. It's not the, you know, self-flagellating white privileged trustafarians who oppose every new development, right? No, it's the tourists who come to town to spend their money, use no public services, and then leave. They're the reason, right? These are the people to blame for the lack of affordable housing because they'll rent an Airbnb. They'll stay in a hotel that employs people or they'll go out to eat at a restaurant that employs the, you know, the black block Bradfords who for some reason are unhirable with master's degrees and 12th century Mongolian feminist dance theory, you know, neck tattoos and facial piercings. I don't know why I can't get a job. You know, these are the people well, a, well, that are no, so upset. On. I reject that. I reject that. And here's why, Pete, although it does fly in the face of the give us our city center back, because if I'm perfectly honest, those very same people. I assume are the ones who are busking via poetry for ten dollars. I'll write you a poem for ten dollars, so they can. It, 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 as I'm trying to walk down the street, while another one chases me with a wind instrument I've never seen. <laughs> what right. if they don't have tourists? Uh, who's going to fund their patchouli habit? I'm not sure. Because a lot of the other okay. people, when they're not posting these vacation pictures on their social media, they're posting their art for sale. And I use the term art very, very loosely. Um, yeah, you do. Yeah. Sidewalks is another one. This is a whole thing. Like the council has been blaming tourists for coming into the city as a reason why they can't afford basic core services like sidewalks, which have a lifespan of like 80 years. Right. It's not the fault of all the left wing city council for not budgeting for life cycle replacement over 80 years. Right. It's the tourist, particularly, I assume, the fat ones who probably come to town. They just jump up yeah. and down on the sidewalks and they, you know, reduce the structural integrity cause them to break down much sooner than 80 years you know it's well, it's the tourists and, and and you know what uh then also then they consume the beer true right so that's the, there's added girth because you're doing the vacation eating anyway right and uh, i had not i had not considered that um it's so science question, if they do away with the tourism that's not like that's a big part of your guys's budget out there right no of course not it only is like the leading economy uh uh, factor here, economic factor that drives our economy. Like people come from all over the world. We make all of the lists for, you know, places to visit. Uh, and look, the, the marketing campaign has done very, very well, you know, uh, over the last 20 years. Asheville has marketed itself outside of city limits and outside of Western North Carolina to get people to come here. And like all of the tourism data indicates, the vast majority of people who come to Asheville are from North Carolina and Georgia and Tennessee. That These are the people yeah. who are coming. So like these are our fellow you know, Americans, but also fellow North Carolinians. But this is the thing about Marxism. It always requires an oppressor. It, it requires somebody to struggle against. If you don't have an enemy, then the revolution is short-lived. And these people, and almost all of them, I notice, are not from here. They, they, they've been here like less than you know, 10, 15 years, and they want to pull the ladder up behind them, basically. Uh, but they have this, this false vision of this utopia that existed in downtown Asheville. Uh, they want, so they want to like return this to its former glory. Um, you know, when, I don't know when it was this state of disgustingness and decrepitude when like the fine arts theater was a triple X movie house, you know, where the only things like literally was a triple X theater and um, downtown was just, you know, drug users, drug dealers and the jail. That was it. And they think that we should return to this and like literally Asheville went bankrupt in the Great Depression, paid off the note 
in the 80s. And it was only at that point that you started to see this re rebirth and a lot of uh, investment and rebuilding in the downtown area. That's why a lot of the buildings are still so old, because they were bankrupt. And now that like, they started, they started this rejuvenation. And now these guys are like, no, no, let's go back to the 80s. <laughs> There's something, I think I brought this up with you before. Here's what baffles me with that attitude. One, I, there's something really amusing by an attitude of uh, essentially uh, I, uh, an identifiable group of people who you want geographically shut off from accessing your area. But two, the keystone of tourism promotion in the Asheville area at the end of the day is one of the largest private residents to ever exist in the world. <laughs> right. And 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 the fact that they have yet to level that out of sheer ideological, uh, you know, proving their point to this day baffles me. Well, they, I, you never see them. You never see them taking it up the hill because they, they are not allowed on the premises by foot. Um, I, I actually live very close to Biltmore, uh, the Biltmore Estate. Uh, not that I obviously have any uh, uh, house that's nowhere near that uh, that kind of level uh, of. Uh, ostentatiousness obviously but it's uh you, you can't go on to the the property my wife and i were walking around one day we walked up to the front gate we we're like oh maybe we just walk through the grounds and they're like nope sorry no foot traffic i think that's how you keep them out i, I think yeah, it really is that simple oh look at that. well they're respected private property there um <laughs> yesterday yesterday uh, uh pete calendar uh, uh chatting with us uh, giving us the, the view from Asheville there and again this is too bad i actually saw some people in a, uh, my facebook thread when i posted your uh, flyer here um who were going to Asheville this week yeah. they're not going to go yeah. they're not going to go and I, I don't want that for you guys out there but well and people the the yeah and people have asked me well what are we going to do about it you know we, we can't let these people take over and I literally had somebody ask me if I would you know organize some sort of a counter protest to them I said I'm not bailing these people out from their bad decisions right no. they've fed this alligator in the hopes that it would eat them last and now that's all that's left. You're on the menu, guys. You know, the, these city leaders, these local downtown business uh, owners, and some of these business owners have actually signed on to this Instagram. They've liked the Instagram posts. Now, that's I don't know. Blood, but, that's, that's lamb's blood over the door, man. I yeah, it might be. Yeah, no, I cats. agree. Yeah, that very well might be the case that it's it's just a you know protection kind of deal. Uh, but but honestly, like they keep putting the same people in charge, and the people in charge keep catering to the same base of voters. Nothing will change unless you break that bond, and they're not going to listen to me. You know, I'm just some conservative podcaster. They're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to listen to Pete Callender. He, you know, I'll, I will become then the enemy, the target, and they can reject whatever it is that I say and go about their merry way. That's they've been using like they blame the General Assembly for their problems. They blame like literally. I'm sure they do. Yeah, the Republican they're, they're General blame Assembly, the City Council. They're yeah, blame the City Council who just made national news by coming out pro reparations. I mean, good Lord, what more do you want? Right. Well, they uh, did, they angered the lefties. They did anger the lefties on that because they said, you know, it, it wasn't actually reparations. <laughs> they didn't actually approve it. They just set up a commission to study it and issue a report. So it wasn't enough because you're never woke enough. You know, you no, you, you cater to these to these people and you're never going to win them over. Right. What was the mayor in Portland who got, you know. Uh, who got razzed on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like they, they attacked his apartment, and like he's a guy who stood with them, and that's how they treated him. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, people, uh, you're on Twitter a lot. Uh, people should be following you on there as well. Um, this whole, and this was a Twitter and a Facebook thing, this Dan Forrest campaign <laughs> repurposing Roy Cooper's attack picture where he's made to look ominous and saying, I would lift the mask mandate for the state, 
and then outpacing the likes four to one. Yeah. How hilarious was this yesterday? What is interesting to me, so I... I'm out of the business of predicting elections. I don't do it because 2016 just completely shattered any confidence that I had in polling and such. But there are things from that campaign that uh, that I learned. Like one was people would call into the show and they would say, I'm seeing a lot of Donald Trump signs. And at the time yeah. I thought, well, that doesn't mean anything. You're in Trump country, whatever. You know, you're driving around areas. It doesn't really indicate anything. And now I'm not so sure. And so I see these types of responses along with other markers like I'm encountering people all over the place that are saying, I'm not political, I never cared about any of this stuff, but I have now registered to vote or I intend to vote specifically so I can go vote out Roy Cooper because of what he has done. And I have never heard that kind of sentiment expressed, and so now I'm kind of keyed into you know to hear that stuff because of 2016. Is that indicative of, is this response indicative of, that kind of sentiment being more pervasive? I don't know, uh, but it might be. Well, it could be, and uh, Rasmussen uh, is now breaking down part of their polling for what are known as riot zone voters. These are largely urban zip codes, and in the in the first breakdown that I've seen, 63% of quote-unquote riot zone voters, likely voters, uh, say that they have a quote, strong appro- they have strong approval of the president. Hmm. And then in in urban areas where he would never pull that high, 35%, unfortunately, still like their stuff lit on fire. But that's actually, <laughs> that's a pretty staggering number, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this is why you've got the House Speaker, Tim Moore, traveling around the state, going to all of these swing districts and saying, uh, you know, these, these Democrats have signed on to a pledge to defund police. Uh, and again, whether or not they, in, they they actually intend to do something like that, I don't know. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt and just say that a lot of these state lawmakers and candidates signed the pledge, either not reading it or not really believing that they would ever have to you know, do a vote to yeah. defund law enforcement. I don't know. But either way, that message resonates and they should be held to account for it. Because as we see in Asheville, when you go down this path, you're you're as I said earlier, you're feeding the alligator, hoping it eats you last, but you'll never you're never going to be woke enough for them. You will never be able to do enough, and they will demand that you do the things that that you promised them that you would do. And if you don't, they'll turn on you. They were putting signs in our city council's front yards. They put up huge banners like on posts and stuff, defund APD, and they put them in their uh, in their front yards uh, overnight. So these uh, the city manager, the first African-American city manager in Asheville, woke up and walked out her front, do- uh, front door and saw that massive banner. I mean, that's straight up intimidation tactics, you know, planting yeah, signs like that on. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. I, I, sorry, I just looking up at the clock here. Uh, on Twitter, at Pete Kaliner, it's with a K, K-A-L-I-N-E-R. Uh, and then you post uh, links to your podcast up there as well. So uh, folks should be following you on Twitter, and we love chatting with you on Friday, sir. Thanks, Casey. Always appreciate it.